it her feet twice is he Dorothy or, or is it oh or is it Cinderella <laughs> see look let me see Your mama call you? No. <laughs> you call your mama? No, it's a record. Oh. <laughs> Good boy. Good morning. What's your regular glass? Clear? Well, I have um I like a I have like a light sensitivity, so I have a rose, light rose tint that I usually do. These are for driving. They're not sunglasses. They're I can see like my regular glasses fine, but I feel bad because other people <laughs> look like I'm wearing sunglasses. It's rude. You could see like your regular glasses. You say I can see like these are clear, even though they they look really dark. They're not. Oh, they're very light. Like, and they're the one you normally have on a light. The ones I normally have on are like the like, lightest tint of rose color. If I oh, get them, so I don't. My eyes don't get, uh, I don't know what the word is to use, is overly sensitive. The sunlight hurts my eyes. I used to have problems with my vision. Oh, I see. Oh. So you got prescribed? Yeah. I got prescribed regular transitional lenses, you know, the ones that go dark in the sun. Um, <laughs> but I worked for a while making lenses and contacts before I started my business, and I learned about what I needed to do for my eyes, and then I made some glasses that work. I'm going to point at Hassan and he'll point at you. Okay. We'll get started in about a minute or so. Okay. You want to make an announcement? Yeah. Okay. Good morning. Welcome to church. Merry Christmas. Hey. Merry Christmas. Um, please silence the cell phones. No food and drinks. Bathroom is out the door to the left. Uh, keep the mic about this far away from the, from the speaking. And um, and that's that's it. Uh, what do you think about those shoes? <laughs> they remind me of Michael Jackson. They do. I thought yeah. they remind me of that woman on the yellow brick road. Yeah, that's what I said. Dorothy. <laughs> I said Dorothy Jackson. Clicked their heels together. You're the witch, not the Wizard of Oz. Oh yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think so. That's the Wiz version, the Michael Jackson Wiz yeah. version right there. Okay, it's 11, so we're going to end. Okay, I'm, right. I'm expecting you to tap two times and be home at any moment. Thorn <laughs> black, so about 20 seconds. All right. Good morning. Welcome to church. I am Jesse Peterson. Merry Christmas to you all and all a very Merry Christmas. Uh, I know a lot of you are traveling. A lot of folks are sick and it's Christmas Day. You're cooking your ham right now. Merry Christmas. And uh, whatever your questions or comments are, hate will get them. Go to our chat line on the YouTube channel there. And hate will get them to me, all right? Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas to y'all. Good morning. And Merry Christmas. Uh, Amazing. 
So um, a lot happened this year, and I want to deal with the biblical question today. And um, but first, how was your year so far, Hassan? What have you learned about yourself and about life and a period? Or did you learn anything? <laughs> um, well, good morning. Merry Christmas. M- Merry Christmas. Um, man, so much. Um, just over, uh, just even more this year, uh, last year being introduced you know, to you, and this year just kind of uh, diving deeper into myself, and just being aware of different things, and uh, yeah, just very grateful and appreciative of uh, watching myself kind of uh, develop in those ways spiritually. Yeah, amazing. How about you? What did you learn about yourself this year? This year, we still have another week, but we'll deal with that next Sunday if the Lord is willing to create the ride. How about you and life in itself, so forth? Um. I learned so much, too. I think this year has been the best year ever in life because I've started to wake up. I've learned about um, not believing your thoughts like your thoughts aren't you. And just awareness, being aware, uh, doing the silent prayer, being all in, sitting still, everything. All of that has been this year, and it's like I have peace when you say life, you said last week, uh, life begins when you wake up. That's so true. That's so true. And, um, yeah, so I'm just enjoying every moment. And when you say you learn being all in, what does that mean? Uh, just letting go, letting go of everything and letting God take over. Letting go of everything, letting go of the imagination, letting go of the ego, letting go of fear, doubt, worry, stress, anger, everything. Okay. And just that's being all in, just letting go. Just like you're on, like I think about it like physically in a physical way, like you're on the top of the, of a mountain and you just let yourself fall knowing God is going to catch you. Oh, okay. Amazing. How about you? What did you learn about yourself this year? Oh, uh, well, Merry Christmas. And, Merry Christmas. Um, I learned a lot. Uh, I think finding bond and making the decision or coming to the decision of I'm going to go check out this church thing or I'm going to go check out this men's forum. It was a great decision. I'm very happy I did that. And I actually sat right in that chair over there uh, and... It was a really beautiful moment that I'm very appreciative of where I was trying to answer a biblical question and afterwards I think you just started hammering me with do you want to be free or do you want to be in pri- do you want to stay in prison or like and I couldn't answer your question and you just kept hammering me with the same question until I was like well I want to be free <laughs> you, you want to know how and I told you yeah and, and you kind of laid out that that same prescription that we give you know Every Sunday of getting on that narrow path and staying there, being all in, like we just talked about, getting uh, comfortable with the silent prayer, getting comfortable with those uncomfortable moments. And it's just been really beautiful. I spent, I don't know, I spent the majority of my life rejecting what I learned as a kid in church. And then I came here one day 
And your message is so simple, it helped me to find a way to connect back with I, the, the light, the source, God, the Father. And so what have you realized about yourself? That I was lying for so long to myself about not caring about certain things, not believing certain things, and it was all in there. All this stuff we talk about, right? I think they say that God waits while the devil pursues you. And like I was uh, sinning and, and living a life that was not in line with what I truly wanted. And I was lying to everyone, false identities, all these things to justify not going back to God or not having to admit that I felt these things. And it's just so nice to be able to see the world through these eyes that I've been blessed with of being able to just like see how I was and where I'm at now. Uh, and, well, and where are you now? I'm right here. I'm present. I'm not. I almost wanted to talk about the future at the end of that statement, but I paused because the past is gone. Um, and I'm very blessed. I feel very blessed to be here in this moment um, at church. But as the weeks go on and as the days pass, I, I, I'll just continue to work on doing what's in front of me. All right. How about you? What have you realized about yourself this year now that we're here at Christmas time? Or about life or anything? What about yourself? I think that I realize um, I have a lot of work to do. Just, you know, um, I've done a lot of like, um, just uh, like, I guess, destruction, like to myself. And um, I'm, I'm really like, I'm waking up, you know, I'm waking up and realizing that, okay, it's time for me to like really take action. And, to you know, be becoming you know a better man. So, so you caused a lot of destruction to yourself. Yeah. Can you, can you give me an example? Of what you mean by that? Impossible. Um, just like the decisions and like the, the cho- yeah. choices that I've made, um, like self, like I, I, I self sabotage yeah. a lot. You know, um, not re- necessarily realizing it, and then when I realizing it, I'm still doing it. Yeah. So just, you know, just making poor choices and, you know, continuing them. So, um, yeah, that's, I'm just trying to. And do you know why you're still, why are you still doing it? I'm still doing it because I'm in a fallen state. I mean, I, that's the only way, the only um, reason why. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you listen to your, uh, do you listen to your thoughts? I try not to, but yeah, yeah. I do. You do? I do. And are you doing the silent prayer and all that? I'm starting back. I've, I've been doing it for a month now. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, you just started back with it this back month? Back doing the silent prayer, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. What made you stop? Uh, what made me stop was the fact that, like, I was, like, I I saw myself, well, like, looking back, I, I, I think that I was trying to play God. Mm. Because I, 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 I was telling myself, like, I don't need to do the silent prayer. Like, you're okay. Like, uh, you know, I, I know what I need to do, but, but yeah, <laughs> even though I know what I need to do, like I said, I'm still self-sabotaging, right. still making poor choices. So, you know, uh, yeah, and, and uh, like, like you've mentioned how we like to live in our hell, and, like, I'm like, I got to the point where it's like, man, I can't live in this hell anymore. I can't. I don't oh, want yeah, to. Man. 
I don't want to. Yeah. I can't. You know, it's it's not. It's really, it's hurting me, and I don't. You know, like you say, we like it, we enjoy it, and it's like at times I remember like it was certain times in my life. Like, yeah, I enjoy living in hell, but I, I can't keep doing this anymore. So, you know, that's why I, you know got back to doing the silent prayer. Nice. Yeah. Amazing. Stay with it, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, stay with it. And it's the devil that taught you out of it. You're not talking yourself out of it. Yeah. Because the last thing he wants you to do is be still, let go. Mm-hmm. He doesn't want that. Amazing. Huh? Good. Yes, Stay with it. Yes, sir. How about you? What have you learned about yourself and about life this year? I think um, what I've learned more than anything about myself is to kind of reference the saying of the let go, let God. Um, I think this year more than ever, I've been able to accept the things that are going on and continue onward on my path, you know, uh, excluding whatever the, the outward circumstances are. Oh, okay. So I think the, the thing I've learned most this year is to, to let go. And how are you letting go? I don't trouble myself with the same things I used to trouble myself. Um, I think I would say, you know, to, I guess to put it for an example, you know, uh, whether it's uh, opinions of others or, or, you know, my perception on what I'm doing, which is the one thing, one shackle I still have, you know, uh, lingering a little bit is the, is I have a hard time letting go of my personal perception, but I've had a, a, a better time letting go of the outside. But you have a hard time, harder time letting go of your perception? Yeah. Of, of, of life or things? Or, of life, what? myself, you know, um, the, you know, like you said, the, 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 the lie, the story of, the, of that I tell myself, um, instead of being present, you know, so thanks to Troy, I've, I've, I jumped back, I, I, I was off of silent prayer for a while, and then in the last couple of weeks, I haven't done it every day, but every other day at least I sit down. So, you know, kind of going to what you were saying, what this young man was saying as well, is that, you know, I, I think I was really good at uh, allowing myself to live in my own hell. Um, and this year more than ever, I've, I've been able to let go a little bit to oh, okay. uh, allow myself that peace. Nice. Which do you prefer to be, um, to, to, um, to have anxiety or to be nobody? That's a good question. I, I would say to be nobody. <laughs> You'd rather be nobody yeah. than to have anxiety? Yeah. And why is that? Or stress? How about stress? Who would you have, rather have, stress or to be nobody? Um, I would say to be... So to, to where I take from to be nobody is um, to be aware of your presence and not let the ego place an uh, unnecessary importance. So that's when I think when you say be nobody, it's, it's that be at peace with oneself, knowing that you know, it just is. And so you'd rather be nobody than to have stress? I would say. Oh, okay. How about you, Hassan? Would, which would you rather, to have stress or to be nobody? I mean, it's so interesting when you ask that question because I think a lot of people, well, I'll just stay on me. I think majority of my life, 
I had anxiety because I was scared of being nobody. <laughs> so that's why it's so interesting. I guess be nobody, but yeah, I guess no, be nobody. You're not sure? Well, yes, be nobody. Because you have to go, th- it, it's like you have to go through it to, to overcome it. The only way in that analogy is to accept being nobody. So you'd rather be nobody than to be, have stress. Yes. And what does it mean to be nobody? To overcome the anxiety and stress so Uh that you can finally be somebody. So you can be somebody? Yeah. So when you overcome the the stress and the anxiety, you're going to be somebody? When you finally accept being nobody, you become somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Jay, turn the heat off for me. Um, How about you, Doug? Would you prefer to be nobody or to have stress? To be nobody. And what does it mean to be nobody? Don't think too highly of yourself. Don't think you're better than anybody. Um, all those things that do cause stress. Amazing. How about you, Hank? Which do I prefer? To be nobody or to have stress? Uh, um... I don't know which one I prefer because I feel like in practice I kind of want to be somebody and then in practice you have to deal with stress it's good to deal with stress in the right way you know and um, I would I would I feel like I could take this question and say nobody and then just kind of check out of life so I <laughs> <laughs> and uh, not have not deal with anything, which is kind of how I live in certain ways. Um, so I'm not sure what I which I would prefer. Uh, what does it mean to be nobody? Well, um, the way I like to hear being nobody is how on the radio show you and I talked about Mike Tyson. Talking about oh, um, yeah. people talking about him and he gets mad because he thinks he's somebody, but then he realizes he's nobody and then he gets over it. Right. In that sense, which I don't know if I can describe it, but that's a good sense of being nobody. But a bad sense, there's a bad sense of being nobody where you check out of life to avoid stress from the outside because it gets inside you too easily, so you're avoiding it. You know what I mean? Amazing. So there's like feels like there's a right and wrong way to be whichever way. Oh, okay. Uh, amazing. Um, I and I'm asking these questions because at the end of the year, just kind of following up on stuff. Uh, how was your? What you learned about yourself this year? Or realize about life, or about yourself, or whatever. I think probably the most, the thing that stands out the most in this moment is that I, uh, I really kind of realize how much 
I'm in my thoughts. Like I'm in my thoughts and I and I'm out of it for so seemingly so little time <laughs> that I'm it I don't even it doesn't even make sense that it works. So like I, I can uh You say you realize you're in there so little time? Yeah. In your thoughts so little time? Uh, what do you mean? No, by no, it? I'm in my thoughts so much. Oh. I'm out of my thoughts so, oh. such a tiny yeah. amount of the day that it's amazing that it even works. Um, I think that's the the thing I kind of realize, especially recently. It, it's it's apparent. It's obvious. It's like I'll be in my in my thoughts, and I'll I'll become aware, and then I'm the next thing I remember is I'm in my thoughts again. <laughs> it, it's just kind of interesting to me. Yeah, amazing. Um, yes, James. You wanted me to answer what I learned this year? Yeah. Um, I kind of re-realized, I guess, not that I didn't kind of already know, that I live more for my, I live like more for myself and the idea of, of like selfish ideas and desires more than I realize or catch on or I just kind of get complacent and live that way and not really think about it so that's what I learned amazing Um, have you ever betrayed anyone Mm. well I'm going to say no just because my last answer is about being right here, right now, uh, and the past doesn't really exist. So I'm going to stick with no. So you never in your entire life betray anyone? If I'm going backwards, I mean, we can go back down memory lane, but um, as I sit here now, I, I, have no, I have no desire to go to the past or the future. I want to be in this present moment in, in church. And so have you ever betrayed anyone? In my past, I'm, I'm sure I've done things that have made people feel betrayed, but that's not for me to determine. It's somebody else's determination. I can't force anyone to do anything. I can't, you know what I mean? I can't really, like, um, I can't feel betrayed. Like I bet, You know what I mean? Like, if you betray someone, that's their feeling. I can't say, I made so-and-so feel betrayed. I can't speak for anyone else. I don't know. And so have you ever betrayed anyone? I, I, I don't know. I can't. In your whole life, you don't know if you betrayed anyone or not? I know that I could look at myself and label myself as someone who was like, may have done something that could make someone feel betrayed if I wanted to go down that thought path, but I don't know how anyone else has ever felt to my actions, truly. I can't speak to that. And so have you ever betrayed anyone? Um. No, I'm going to stick with no. I guess I your whole life you never betrayed anyone. No, there are things that I've done that I'm not proud of, but I can't speak to whether someone else felt betrayed by my actions. And how about you? Have you ever betrayed anyone? I just answered you. I think. Um, I, I. How would I know that? How you would I know you if I betrayed know if someone? You betrayed anyone or not? No, I would know if I was being dishonest, or if I was being deceitful, or if I had lied. But like, how would I know if I? made someone feel betrayed. So you wouldn't know if you betrayed anyone or not? Well, how could I know what someone else feels if they don't 
Tell yeah, me. So, so you would not know if you betrayed someone or not? The, uh, the adjective of the betrayed is something that someone else feels, right? I, I guess there's an action of betraying someone, but like betraying someone's trust or something like that, but uh, I, I, I see it as like somebody else. A betrayal is a reaction you have to sue an action. I may have done something and somebody may have felt betrayed, but I, I don't know. You if don't I know did if that. you ever betrayed anyone? I've never had anyone tell me you betrayed me. Oh, okay. How about you? Have you betrayed anyone? <laughs> um, yeah. You have betrayed. And what made you do that? I mean, the, the, the simple answer is the devil, right? The story, the justifications, the, the fear, right? The running away from uh, the present and the truth or what I perceive to be um, just, honorable, whatever you want to put the word on. Amazing. Uh, How about you? Have you ever betrayed anyone? Yes. Um, and what made you do it? Um, Why did you do it at the time? I did it at the time for my own own selfish gain, but now I realize it wasn't me. Did you know that you were betraying at the time when you were doing it? Um, sometimes, yeah. And you sometimes. did it anyway? Yeah. For your own personal gain? For my own personal gain, yeah. Okay. Have you been betrayed before? Uh, yeah. And what is it like to be betrayed? Um, I think, well, looking at it now, I think it's like the same thing. I'm looking at it now thinking that the person who betrayed me did it for their own benefit and their own well, What reasons. was it like at the time when you were being betrayed? What was that like for you? Oh, hurt feelings. Hurt feeling feelings? hurt. Yeah, feeling sad. Um, having too much, too much expectation of the other person. And how about you? Have you been betrayed before? I think that's a tougher question to answer for me. I, I, I think I've had the feeling of betrayal in my past. Yeah, so I would say yes. And what was the feeling like in you when you felt betrayed? Um, confusion, I would say. Right? Like confusion and hurt. Um, you know, in those moments, not knowing why, getting to understand, and maybe feeling uh, a little personal about it, feeling like it was my fault or, you know, the, I was the cause um, so yeah, in, in both aspects of betrayal, I think, um, like illusion or, or, you know, kind of lost in the fog is, is the process for me is, you know, I allow myself to walk in and, and even though I know I'm getting lost, I continue to walk and I know that I'm getting further away from the light, but I just continue to accept it. Um, so yeah. Amazing. And how about you? Have you been betrayed? I mean, have you ever betrayed anyone? Yes. And why did you do it? Myself. What do you mean? Betrayed myself. You betrayed yourself? Yeah. How did you betray yourself? Were you bought <laughs> those shoes? <laughs> <laughs> I do. I have made some fashion au pas <laughs> yeah, in, my, in my life. But um, how did you betray yourself? Every time that I do the nice thing instead of the right thing. Ooh. Well, like, like what, for example? If you can think of one. Um, I, unfortunately, I still do it. I think uh, probably last week there was a time where I just was like, let me just 
Let me just do the nice thing here. But it, it wasn't the right thing. And Have you ever betrayed another person in your whole life? I think I betray other people when I betray myself. Like, Have you ever betrayed other people? Yeah. In those instances where I'm not doing the right thing, I'm betraying them also. So you have betrayed other people? It, yes. And at the time, why would you, did you do it? Because of believing the feelings of, oh, just, do, just be nice. Don't, you know, you don't have to correct the situation right now. It's going to be make a big ordeal just keep it all copacetic and nice and just, and yeah. So even back before you woke up, you would betray other people thinking that you were being nice? Yeah. You were? And have you ever been betrayed? By like other people? Yes. This is not a guessing game. It's just a relaxed Christmas, a lightweight Christmas fellowship. Uh, I guess so. You've been betrayed by others? I mean, it feels nice to say that. It feels like a nice victim, <laughs> nice little victim. Feel good. <laughs> yeah. But you're not sure if, that you've been betrayed before? I, I guess so. I guess I just never really looked at it that way. I just always looked at it like they honestly like I'm not giving a bond answer. I my whole life I've always looked at it like they can't help like they really can't help themselves. Oh, okay. Like I've always looked at people in that way of like now I would be angry about situations. When someone betray you? I just was angry all the time. Were you angry <laughs> when you were betrayed? Yeah. And why were you angry when you were be betrayed? Because I think similar to Moses, like who Moses? Who Moses? Like he? Oh, he, Moses in the, in the word. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like he, he's like, I brought y'all all the way here. I've done the impossible several times, and you're still gonna. That's what you were feeling back then. At the time when you were being betrayed, like Moses. Yeah, like I even remember a couple of years ago making a joke to people that I worked with and said. Jesus only had one Judas. I have six. <laughs> and, but, uh, yeah. Have you, ever been, have you ever betrayed anyone, Doug? Yep. And why did you do it? Kind of like what other people said, just for my own gain. What did you gain from it? In reality, nothing. Uh, maybe I gained something materialistic or whatever, but really about the main thing I gained was more drama or stress or something like that. And have you been betrayed? Someone, yeah. Have you ever been betrayed? Yeah. And how do you feel about that? At the time, pain... Uh, Anger, hatred, disbelief, those type of things. And why do you feel all that? At the time, I would say that, you know, 
maybe because I thought I trusted this person or what. Now I kind of see it a little bit different, but at the time probably because, you know, you're, you're, I trusted this person. But now how do you feel about being betrayed? I don't believe that I can be betrayed. Why not? Even if, even if that person was totally, let's just say that person stole something from me or lied to me. Um, I don't know that I'm being betrayed necessarily. Um, my job is I'm learning that I'm supposed to be forgiving, and I don't know that. I mean, well, I do know that it doesn't hurt. You know, like, you lie to me, you you lie to me. That doesn't hurt me at all. Um I haven't lost anything. Even if I did lose something material, let's say I lost my job. I mean, really, I haven't lost my peace as long as I don't hate. So I don't know that I'm, I could be betrayed in that way anymore. Okay. Have you ever betrayed anyone? I'm going to say no. In your whole life, you've never betrayed anyone. I'm going to say no, yeah, because when I think of the word, like, betray, betrayal, um, I think there has to be some type of, like, relationship, whether, you know, friendship or, you know, significant other, family member. And um, so out of all those relationships, I don't think I've, I've done anything to betray anyone. Have to you betray ever anyone. been betrayed? Anyone ever betrayed you? Uh, I was, yeah, I'm, I'm the same answer, no. I don't think so. So no one ever betrayed, you have never betrayed anyone and no one has ever betrayed you. Yeah, I, I yeah, I don't, um, I don't feel like, yeah, I, like I only had like one friend, real friend in my life, my whole entire life. I have a lot. You only had one friend your whole life. Yeah. How but old I, are I, you? <laughs> I'm 31, <laughs> but I, I've had acquaintances and right. you know, oh. associates, but I don't consider them friends. Right, I got you. And so, like the the one friend that I have, like you know, he's never betrayed me. I never betrayed him. And let's take it, you know, so let's take it to the next next over, like a family member. I'm not close with my family, so I can't do anything to betray them. They can't do anything to betray me. Oh, okay. And so friends, you know, I've had like, you know, um, like girlfriends here and there, but I never, you know, same thing. They never betrayed me. And if they, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I never, I wouldn't, I wouldn't put it on betrayal. I feel like to betray somebody. Or to be betrayed, it has to be like something like, you know, very bad, like stealing a lot of money or, you know, like setting you up, stuff like that. Oh, That's okay. what I think of betrayal. That would you call betrayal. Yeah. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Amazing. Have you ever been betrayed, uh, hey, or betrayed anyone? Um, I'm not sure. I, I have felt betrayed a number of times. And I think that I have been betrayed. And what did betrayed feel like? You say you felt betrayed. Right. <laughs> what did that feel like? Um, like years back, one of my friends m- made up something out of his imagination about me and told other people. And I, I took that as betrayal. Um, I'm still friends with them, and we're, like, close, but I didn't appreciate that, so I felt like that was a betrayal. 
And then there's been other things that have been like, that one was the, the last one that really bothered me. How do you feel about being portrayed? Um, I feel kind of maliciously justified in like <laughs> hating them or judging them in some, on right. some level. Um, and then to the betraying other people. I know that in small ways, like I betray them in, in the sense like not being real, being fake, is, could be considered a form of betrayal, I guess. <laughs> uh, and I know that other people feel like I betrayed them, but I really don't think that I did. Right. I think oftentimes I'm doing the right thing and they think that it's betrayal. So, but it's funny because the things that I feel are betrayal, other people who really don't, the people who I feel betrayed me or who I know betrayed me don't see it that way at all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you welcome betrayer or you hate being betrayed? Oh, it depends on how attached to the person I feel like I am. Oh. I, yeah, I kind of maliciously welcome it. <laughs> if I'm if I'm about done with the person, so you want you welcome it when you want to end without friendship or whatever. The yeah, person. but then I kind of regret it later too. And why do you regret it? Because it was an emotional welcoming. It was not an unemotional welcoming. Right. It was a we'll forget you too type of thing. And then you know emotions kind of go yay or nay. And neither whatever will be will be. So I don't think I welcome it in the right way. Amazing. Yeah. When will you see the kingdom of heaven? Oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> These are just things that we talked about this year, folks. I'm just kind of reflecting. It's Christmas. You asked, when will I see the kingdom of heaven? Yeah. Um. I guess that's up to the Lord and me. I don't know. I can't, I can't really answer that. I just realized that right now, that question. You, you can't answer that? Yeah. Oh. In the now, when I finally uh, commit, maybe? Will you commit? I imagine that when I really commit to like God, that's around the time. That, that's when you'll see it? Maybe. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you that said makes sense. <laughs> um, when will you see the kingdom of heaven? Now? What he said. No, <laughs> that I mean you don't know. It's yeah. Whenever somebody said what he said, that means they don't know. I, I really don't. I, I know that I have peace, and I I hear you say that we can have um, heaven on earth. And to some degree, I think I have that, but I don't know if I'm... You don't know? Yeah. Oh, okay. How about you? When will you see the kingdom of heaven? Uh, I, don't, I don't know how to answer that. I think, you know, the simplest way I would say is... When I know and when, 
when God says it's time. Um, I guess it depends also on what, what you know, you perceive to be the kingdom of heaven. Um, yeah, but to, to piggyback off what, what the gentleman said is, uh, I feel like when I let go, when I finally let go, that's when I'll get to see it. Are you doing a silent prayer? Not as not every day. This is your not first time here? My second time here. Yeah, I thought you remember you. Yes, sir. So you're not doing it. Why not every morning, every night, and during the day? Because I, I justify myself out of it somehow. Oh, you let the devil talk I, you out I, of I, it? Yeah, I let the lies and the devil talk me out of it. Uh, but when you do do it, does it help? Absolutely. Yeah. It's interesting, huh, that you won't stay with something that you know helps. Yeah. Because he won't let you. That's why it is. Yeah. Well, it's like that's why I said. That's why I said. I think that's the thing that I still struggle most with. You know, um, is the is the shackles or that that attachment to, um, you know, the fear instead of walking in towards the the warmth and the light. You know, yeah. what, what wants to welcome you. You know, yeah. I keep on the cold because I'm just like, oh well, I'm shut down and my brain doesn't matter. And it's you know, it's so yeah. When I, I think when I finally let go and and I can. Be as is, you know. Then, then God will welcome you. Um, how do you feel about being betrayed? Did I ask you that already? When someone betrays you, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I think confusion. When uh, what, confusion was my answer, because in the moments where I attach betrayment now, um, it, yeah, I would say confusion. You know, oh, okay. I just didn't know what to feel. Oh, okay. Do you, okay. Yes, I'm sorry. When will you, the kingdom of heaven, you know the kingdom, when will the kingdom of heaven come? It's here. What? It's here. What, what do you mean by that? I've seen it. What does it look like? It looks like <laughs> when you can see yourself, when you ask God to let you see yourself, you're able to see everyone else. And that is it. That's the kingdom of heaven. Oh, okay. That understanding, that you knowing. Can, you say when you can see yourself? Yeah, when you, when you really can see yourself, you see everyone else. And what do you mean by seeing yourself? Uh, well, like you always say, asking, asking you shall receive. When we ask God to let, you know, to let us see ourselves. Um, and the whole Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do, uh, quote, it's like when we see ourselves, we really see everyone else, and that at that point you can't judge anymore. That ang- that heart really is turned from stone to love, and uh-huh. that seeing is the kingdom. Okay, interesting. When would the kingdom of heaven come? Um, well, tip of the hat to the last answer is very, very beautiful way to look at it. I'm sorry? I said tip of the hat to Hassan's answer because it's a very beautiful way to look at it. Um, what was beautiful about that? <laughs> I think there is a beauty in what is described in the Bible as like, you know, God giving you eyes to see, ears to hear. And I, I called in a Nick show about this a while ago about this concept of like God giving you magic glasses to see the world. And my answer would be that the kingdom of heaven, it is here. We talk about it. You say it. It's, it is finished, right? We can have it here on earth. Um, it's, uh, 
It's the best way to put it. So where would the kingdom of heaven come? I think two parts is when you can see, when you can see the not you, and then you can see that it also exists in others. I think the way you put it is it's happening inside of you and outside of you inside of others. I think that's how you put it. That is one moment where um, I definitely can see that leading you to having the, the eyes to see the world. When you can see that everyone's going through what you're going through, the veil of this like hellish existence we live in, this terrible world with all these terrible problems, it kind of goes away. And my, the last part of my answer I'll say is the kingdom of heaven, how are you phrasing it? Is when, it when will it be? When will the kingdom of heaven come? Um, well, I think... Yeah, Christ brought it. It's here. And I think maybe when you can find a way, here's an idea. When you can find a way to pray without ceasing, uh, and it's more than just morning and night. It's a great idea to do morning and night. It's a great way to start. But to pray without ceasing is to constantly be in whatever that state is that we're in when we're in silent prayer. I think the kingdom of heaven can be there when you're all in and you're able to just be in that prayer-like state at all times. Not just when you're doing the silent prayer in your prayer closet, whatever, but at all times, when you're driving, when you're at work, when you're speaking, at all times. Oh, okay. Where would the kingdom of heaven come? I think for me, when um, the kingdom of heaven will come, when um, you have no hate. No hate? Yeah. So I think, like, for me, I think that uh, the kingdom of heaven is, uh, is attainable, it can be accomplished here on earth, but in order for me to reach the kingdom of heaven, I have to get rid of a lot of the hate. You still have hate? I have a lot of hate, yes. You do? Yes. And how do you know? Um, because I say it like, <laughs> like, like, like I, I know, like the I know the feeling of hate, and like I have a, I just. Why don't you let it go? I don't know. I I forgave. I forgave all the people I need to forgive, but that hate is still there. So, um, yeah. Okay. Um, yes, Jay, when would the kingdom of heaven come? As opposed to when I'll see it? Yeah. Same thing. Oh, that's the same thing? Yeah. It's the same thing, me seeing the kingdom of heaven as when the kingdom of heaven will come? Yes. Oh, okay. Well, then I... <laughs> if that's the same thing, then I then I would be kind of like lying to say it's already here. <laughs> but I feel like that's the right answer. That's the right answer, that it's already here? Uh-huh. <laughs> so the kingdom of heaven will come because it's already here? It's, it's already here, and it's also like coming because more people are seeing it, I guess. So what now? It's so already- this is not a test, everybody. Just relax. It's, <laughs> it's not a test. It's just a... Christmas follow-up. Right. I feel like the kingdom of heaven is already here, and it grows or expands when more people see it, because they enter the kingdom. And what do you mean by it's already here? It's already here in that, uh, from what I understand from the Bible, Jesus, yeah, Jesus brought the kingdom of heaven, I think. And so it, he said that it's 
at hand. It's among us and stuff like that. It's in you. And um, he also told the disciples to be fishers of men so that they would preach about it and so more people would come to the, enter into the kingdom. Oh, okay. Okay. Make sense? <laughs> I, shouldn't, I shouldn't ask. No, don't ask that. <laughs> no, where, will the, where will the kingdom of heaven come? Or where will you see the kingdom of heaven? Um, but both <clears throat> is the same. The kingdom of heaven uh, comes uh, at different times for different people because it's individual because the kingdom of heaven is within and it's when you let go and uh, God shines the light and you have perfect peace. So I pretty much agree with like everybody had something to say with the kingdom of heaven. But the kingdom of heaven, yeah, it's here, it's within, but it comes individually. For each individual, there, uh, it comes individually. Each individual has a different time. Uh, so just to repeat it, restate the question, when would the kingdom of heaven come? When you have perfect peace. So kingdom of heaven come when you have perfect peace? Mm-hmm. Oh, Okay. Amazing. One last thing, and then we got to, I, I want to put my little two cents in. It's just reflection, all right? No t- did you answer that, Doug? Or did you reply to that already? When the kingdom of heaven will come? What did you say? I said I wasn't totally sure, but I think I know the answer now. <laughs> After hearing everybody's answer, I'm just going to leech off somebody. Okay. What? Um, <clears throat> I'm being a little silly, but. I think the, I know that the kingdom of heaven is is here, as people have said, um, but I don't, I don't realize that I'm free fully, right? That's why I'm stuck in my head. That's why, that's why those things happen. Um, the kingdom, of, I'll see the kingdom of heaven when I fully realize that I'm stuck. Not only am I stuck in my head, but it's already been done. It's, it's, I'm already free. I don't realize that I'm already free. So once I realize that, I think I'll see the kingdom of heaven. Um, and so let's get, while you, you, you have a mic, let's get to the biblical question for this week. What you do to others, you do to yourself. What does that mean? Very interesting question. Um, it means that anything, well, I don't know how to answer it. It means that basically on one side, if, if I do anything out of anger to somebody, that anger is destroying me. If, because my anger is trying to destroy that person, my anger is really destroying me. Um, if I treat people with love, then that love is in me. But but I think the easier way to see this is if if I if I hate somebody. That hate is really affecting me. It doesn't affect them at all. What to what now? The speaker making noise? Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. What did you say? 
um, if I hate somebody, so let's just say I, you know how you feel justified in your anger, and let's just say I'm going off on somebody and I'm really angry and and in my anger I think that I'm hurting this person and I'm really I mean they may take it that way but really I'm not hurting that person at all if they were to forgive me it wouldn't even affect them right I'm doing the damage to myself so I would say that uh, that's the best way I can answer it oh okay yes I'm sorry when will the kingdom of... What's the, that's the question, right? No, you oh, you have already replied to that, huh? Yeah. Oh, the biblical question. What you do to others, you do to yourself. Um, yeah. Uh, we... If you have the kingdom of heaven in you or the kingdom of hell in you, You'll just treat everybody depending on what is inside of you, what your nature is. So we don't decide how we're going to treat people. We just treat everyone really the same way depending on if we have hell in us or heaven in us. And the hell in us judges everyone, betrays everyone, hates everyone. And the heaven in us will forgive everyone and love everyone. And so that's what it means by what you do to others, you do to yourself? Yeah, because it's almost a reverse of that. Whatever's inside of you is how you're going to treat everyone. You don't really decide. You just blanketly treat everyone with one or the other. What? I'm going to check your mic. Oh, so wrong my mic? Just making sure that it doesn't Maybe something loose. Oh. Okay, go ahead. So, yeah, so basically we treat everyone depending on what's going on inside of us. You treat everyone according to what's going on inside of you? Yep. Oh, okay. So we're either... Oh. Okay, we're taking the mic, folks. Santa Claus is coming. Santa Claus is coming. So it is my mic making that noise, Bill? I think the mic is going back. Can I use a handheld then? Wanna, should I do that? Or? Please don't move. Huh? I've been moving. Uh, okay. So should I just use the handheld mic? Uh, yeah, you can use the handheld mic. All right, let me use one of the handheld mics. Then you could do the Obama. Or the one that Doug had. Well, it doesn't matter which one. Bring that one. So did he turn this one off? Oh, okay. All right. Is this fine? I think so. I don't take, it's a delay, so I can't tell you right away. Oh, okay. It's off? No, go ahead. Okay. So, Hassan, you were responding to the biblical question? Yes, sir. Okay. And you say what you do to others, you do to yourself as what? Basically, when we are judging others and hating others, it's because we're judging ourselves and and have hate inside of us. And when we're forgiving and loving others, we're forgiving ourselves and, and, and loving ourselves. So depending on what nature we have within us, 
is how we treat everybody. Even if you think you're treating some people better than not, if your nature is of hell, you have the kingdom of hell. <laughs> We're talking about kingdom of heaven, but the kingdom of hell, you're just going to treat everybody that way anyway. Betraying people, judging people, and you're going to be betraying and judging yourself. So it's the same nature that's in the, pe- in the person. Okay. Amazing. Um, you want to respond to that? Yeah, I can respond. Uh, what you do to others, you do to yourself? Yes. So, yeah. Um, can you repeat it one more time? What you do to others, you do to yourself. What does that mean? Okay. Uh, to me, I think it means that just how you how you treat others is like a reflection of the way you treat yourself. So, like, um, like me, sometimes, like, I'll, I'll judge people, and but then I'll judge myself. I judge myself more than I judge other people, but still, like, I'll, I'll judge other people. I'll hate other people, but, you know, I, sometimes I have hate for myself. So I think it goes, goes hand in hand, you know? Yeah. yeah. Uh, how do you know when you have hate for yourself? Uh, just when I have, like, uh, just, like, a, I'm thinking about the when I hear Satan talking to me, and um, I'm listening to the thoughts, and I believe the thoughts. Right. So that's yeah. Oh, okay, amazing. Yeah. Um, one of the reasons I'm asking these questions, folks, because we're getting toward the end of the year here. One more year, one more week to go. But um, what I realized this biblical question is people what they do to others. They're doing it to themselves because it's really happening to them. It's not happening to anyone else but them. When you try to hurt others, when you judge others, when you betray others, you're really, really doing it to yourself because you're being portrayed by the darkness of imagination, which is of the devil, and it makes you think that you're hurting someone else and you're not. And the people who respond to a betrayal or whatever, they only listen to their thoughts too, so they think they're being hurt, and they're not. They have identified with the wrong thought, and so the kingdom of heaven will come when you disappear. When you totally disappear, then the kingdom of heaven will come. It will be, but as long as you have this false identity of yourself, then you won't know the kingdom of heaven because you live in the dark darkness of of. Uh, of evil in your imagination. And that's why God said, bring every thought into captivity. So when you're doing the silent prayer and you're watching, what you're going to watch, what you're going to know eventually if you stay with it, and you know that you know that you know that you know, is that um, you've always been living in your imagination, living hell, and being portrayed by the imagination. As imagination gives you a false image of yourself, and so when someone comes along to try to hurt you, they're, they're really uh, messing with the, this illusion of an image that you have for yourself. And so when you see that, you should, be, you should welcome that. Because if you get a feeling from it where you feel bad or you feel good or you feel bad about this image being destroyed, then you're not in the kingdom. And so I want to encourage you to welcome betrayal. You should beg people to betray you so that you could see what's in you. Because if you were truly living in the kingdom of heaven, you cannot be betrayed. 
You won't feel anything about it. And you will not betray others because the real betrayal is coming from the thoughts. It's coming from the imagination. And when you're dying from the ego, when you allow the ego to be destroyed, all thoughts, all lies, all the time, everything that you've ever thought, everything that you've ever been taught will be taken away from you. Because it's all lies, all the time. And God said that uh, in order to live, we must die. Meaning spiritually death, meaning that the ego must die. And so whatever happens in life, welcome it. Be glad that it's happening. And if you're trying to run away from it, it's uh, only because you have the raw illusion of yourself. You're running with the devil thinking you're running away from yourself and you're not. And when that ego is dying, you are disappearing. The not you is disappearing and nothing left but the kingdom of heaven. You were not even thinking about it. You will live in the kingdom without any thoughts or any feelings or any of that stuff. It wouldn't even be a part of your thinking anymore. You would be in the world and not ever. All this mess that's going on in the world right now, without even thinking about it, you would see the people tripping and marching and rallying and tearing down structures and hating one another. But it wouldn't bother you. You wouldn't even think about it. And you, so you wouldn't think that, hey, I'm not being bothered by that. Because all thoughts are all lies all the time. You just wouldn't be bothered with it. You wouldn't be bothered by it. So we can live in this world no matter what's happening outside of us. Because it's really not happening outside, like in the world. It's happening inside of other people. That's their misery. I was thinking the other day about the uh, civil rights movement. All these different movements that are happening now. The uh, women's movement. The civil rights movement, the uh, LGBTQ movement, all the abortion movement, all these movements are just put on by people who are using the poor to make money. And then the poor call them their heroes. And they make statues of the people that is really using them that they hate, but they don't realize it. So all these social movements and things like that, and it's really not for you. It's for the people who make you think that that's what you need because they get rich off them and you never get better in life at all. Have y'all noticed that? They have all kind of social movements, but nobody get better, but others get wealthy. They get rich and they have a little fake name for themselves, but they don't get, but, but the people, they tear down the country, they kill babies, they identify with movements, they feel good by being out there screaming and yelling and carrying on. While the people up here who encourage you, they're getting wealth. They put titles on themselves. They call themselves uh, uh, the uh, civil rights movement, the abortion movement, the head of the abortion movement, the head of whatever movement it is. And you're just being used, but they get wealthy off you. And that's why people who participate in the rallies and things, if you really, really pay attention to it, you don't get better. You just go from one movement to another one. And the people who are pushing the movement, they get wealthy. Look at our country today. The people who are pushing the race issue, the, uh, dividing the people, the people who are pushing whatever movement. They are wealthy, but you're poor arguing with one another. And they're getting wealthy from you. So you got to, I urge you with the coming year to work on you. 
Keep your eyes on you and no one else. You're going to be surprised what you discover. The kingdom of heaven is at, at hand. It's right here, but you can't see it if you have an ego at all. You don't see the kingdom. But when the faint you is dying, all your little illusions about yourself running away from things, when that die, you shall see the kingdom. It is a hand, but you don't see it when you have anger. You don't see it when you run away from life. Let life happen. Someone called my show and said that uh, uh, buffaloes run into the storm and not away from it. That's what we have to do if we want to overcome this illusion that we've been living. We got to run to the situations and not away from them. Those situations in our hearts and in our minds and those feelings and those emotions. Don't run away from them. Welcome them and run right into them. Whatever you feel afraid of, go to it and face it. Whatever, um, whatever, just face it. That makes sense? Then you shall see the kingdom. But until that happens, you won't see the kingdom. You won't see it intellectually. You cannot see the kingdom. Intellectually, you may have all the words but you don't truly see the kingdom. Knowledge will disappear. Knowledge is good on its own uh, for building houses, driving a car, buying groceries, but you shouldn't hang on to it because it creates a false. Look at the Christians. They know the Bible. They can quote the word up and down. They can argue with you about the Bible, but inwardly they don't know the kingdom. They don't even know the kingdom is at hand. They don't know it exists, but intellectually they have the word. You can learn the words from me or anyone else and just quote them. But if you've not overcome that illusion of yourself, you would not know the kingdom. It is at hand, but you can't even imagine what it's like. So I want to encourage you to continue this year to work on you. And we're going to be giving you some ideas of what to do in order to work on you. But when you think you're hurting others, you're really hurting yourself because you're worshiping and fellowshipping with the devil, thinking that they are your thoughts and your feelings and you feel good about hurting others and you feel, but you don't because when you're alone, you still feel the pain of being wrong. You feel fear. You feel doubt. You feel loneliness. You feel worry. You feel anxiety. So you got to truly, truly be careful not to hold on to anything intellectually. Any question about that? The kingdom of his hand when you disappear. But you got to totally disappear. And in disappearing, you can't have any ideas about what disappearing means. Any idea. Even when I said what it is, you still have to let go of all ideas about that. Because Satan will use ideas against you. What do you think about that, Hassan? When you disappear, what do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. And why do you agree to that? Um, yeah, we just have to cease to exist, really. Yeah. There can be no you at all. And so when you have feelings about something good or bad, when you worry about something good or bad, when you judge yourself, then you don't know the kingdom. You don't see, you're not in the kingdom. But just stay on that path, though. Feel the pain. Go to it. Go to it. And another thing I want to encourage you to do, too, is cause pain for yourself. Meaning, when you get home sometime, 
sitting in a quiet room without a TV or without a cell phone or without anything. Uh, sit there when you wake up in the morning and you're coming out of your father's state, your dreams you've had, and Satan is working your mind because he was talking to your sleep. Take a moment and just sit there quietly and feel the pain, feel the thoughts, feel the fear, and just watch them. And you will, and I'm a witness to it. I wouldn't notice if I didn't, if I wouldn't know how to tell you that if it wasn't happen. And the kingdom is almost unexplainable. I don't know how you explain the kingdom. But as uh, Christ said, it's a mustard seed. It's like a little mustard seed. And if I may be wrong about this, but when you first plant seeds into the ground, this at least some sorts of seed, they die. And then once they die, they come alive. Am I right about that? Yeah, they, they die. And then once they die, they come alive. And then the fruit come from the tree. And that's what has to happen to us. We must die in order to come alive. And then the fruit will come. The fruit will follow. But you must die spiritually. I was thinking about the number of people who commit suicide. You know you got to be out of your mind to commit suicide. You are not convincing yourself to commit suicide. The devil is convincing you that. You're not convincing yourself to run away from rumors or or, or betrayal. That's the devil convincing you. You're not convincing yourself to not be still. And, and, and no, that's the devil convincing you. But you think that is you because you have identified with the devil. We are a spirit living in a body. We are not the body. The body is just the, the church, the house that we live in. But we are not the body. So you got to stop identifying with the body. You got to go through the pain. Go to the storm. And don't be mad at people when they try to bring a storm upon you. What they're doing to you is happening to them. That's why it's like, I talked about this a lot, when you go to your mother and forgive her, and when she dies, she build an army against you. Because she's unwilling to look at and not her. And your enemies, that's what they do. They build an army against you. Because they cannot look at themselves. They need to be uh, approved. Somebody to go along with to make them think that they're right. And that they're good at what they're doing. But the kingdom of heaven will come when you disappear. All right? Any comment about that? What do you think about that? I can understand what you're saying. I think that's why I responded to I'd rather be nobody than stress. Yes. Right? So I, or to go back to one of the biblical questions of uh, that Troy passed on to me a couple of weeks ago is when do you feel the strongest? And innately, I, I responded to him when I'm at peace. Um, you know, so, yeah, I, I understand where, yeah. where, where is that. And so let this not you die. Just... Let life happen. Go out into the world. You know, when I say go into the world, go about your day, go about your life. And whatever happens in life, you watch your response, your reaction to it. And whatever it is, if you feel good about it or if you feel bad about it, both are egos. And just let them pass and it is dying. The night you is disappearing. And don't let the devil talk you out of during the silent prayer. He'll rather that you hoop and holler. He'll be okay with you praying for mama, praying for things, praying for people, than for you to sit still and let go. As Rochelle was saying, let go. He does not want you to let go. And the 
being still is the highest form of prayer because you let go, you realize you can't change yourself, you can't change others, you can't make life happen. You just have to be and let life happen. Be a uh, living being. But you got to work on yourself, though. You really got to work on yourself. And the Christians have you thinking that all you have to do is go down to the front of the church and accept Jesus, and that's it. That's not it. That is not it. That's why people go down to the front of the church. I believe Jesus died and rose and now I'm saved, they're lying. They've been lied to, and they're lying. They have to work on themselves. Faith without work is dead. You got to watch these things that I'm telling you about that we've been talking about all year. You got to watch yourself, and then you will die from the world. There is no reason, in all honesty, you know, I've been saying that my country is not coming back. That's fine with me. There's no reason to be afraid at all as to what's happening in the world around you because it's not happening in your world. It's happening in their world. When you hear the talk about wars and Putin going to shoot up somebody and it's happening in their world within them. It's not happening in your world if you don't identify with the world anymore, if you've overcome the world. God is with us and he loves us and he will protect us. It, it will be without thought. Without thought. So all identities and things like that must die. And it will if you keep your eye on yourself. Isn't that amazing? Amazing. Amazing. <laughs> Did you have your hand? Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just wanted to share. It's like, for me personally, it's not about the good or the bad not happening. The highs and the lows not coming across my day to day. I just feel very blessed that I can see it. That's all. To know that I know or to be able to see it, for me at this point, is, has been such a blessing. And it's, it's enough to see the problem in front of me. I, 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 if it's a little bad or a little good, a little hot, a little cold, I don't have much of a mind about it. But I'm very, I feel very blessed to be able to see it now, at least. Maybe not to never have to deal with it. It'd be nice if it was always steady. But the highs and the lows, it's like to be able to see them and see them for what they are and not get a, all crazy about it anymore is just feels like a, such a blessing. Will you say it would be nice and to not have to deal with it, you say? Well, we talked about this in a biblical question or some question in church recently is, would you rather have, uh, what was it? Like, it wasn't chaos or peace, but basically it was like, you know, unpredictable or predictable, I think is what you had said. Oh, I don't know. I'd like it to not be a roller coaster and it's not like it used to be but I'm very I feel very blessed to be able to see it just to be able to see it is enough for me at least for this year we'll see what comes tomorrow and the and every day after that but to be able to see it um whether it see something good for what it is or something bad for what it is and not be trying to fix it or run from it it just feels like a a real blessing and oh. I want to say thanks for that I mean you know onward to the next uh church service but thank you very much god bless i mean really for your message it's very very helpful amazing yes sir. do you understand about when you disappear then the kingdom is there i can see what you're saying i don't know that i fully understand it otherwise i'd be there right. i think absolutely <clears throat> one thing i do 
One thing I think is quite interesting, though, is that, and you say this a lot, is that we've been taught wrong. And it totally taught wrong. It's yeah, everything. It's and it's almost everything. like everything. Everything. The other day, I heard this guy on the radio. He was saying that um, you, you got to fight for your life, right? He's talking about God. He's talking about all this stuff. You got to fight for your life. But really, and and the, he's teaching people in the way I see it wrong. Yeah. Because we we don't have to fight. Now I have to work on myself. But I don't have to fight for anything. It's a dumb statement. How do you fight for life? It is, how do you, and doesn't it imply that because I'm not, it's the devil, it's the darkness and the lights. Right. And but me fighting for my life doesn't it imply that like I I have some control or I might be God or I don't I just and that's been that's taught. I've heard that all my life. What do they mean? Fight for your life? How, what is it that you're fighting for? I mean, how do you fight for they, life? But they don't explain it exactly. Right. It's, but You're they right just about say that. that. Yeah. But have you ever been in a fight? Fights hurt. Fights are work. Yeah. Fights are, you know, it's it's violent. Who in their right mind wants to think about their life and and making their life right in those terms? Nobody. So it it's and I've heard this all my life. I've heard those same words all my life, but I just never really thought of it yeah. because I didn't know anything anyway. Um, but, yeah, these last four or five years have been, like, totally... You just see all this mess in the media. You see all... there's Everything's being uncovered, it looks like. And you're seeing, like, how much corruption there really is. Everybody kind of knew there was political corruption, but now you're seeing, like... We're seeing a little more the depth, the depths of it, you know. Everybody in the and the interesting thing about it, the 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 corruption that you see in the media and the politicians is inside of you. It's inside of all of us until we die from it. There's nothing that they're doing that the average person doesn't do, right. either to themselves or to others. So we're just seeing them on TV and going, oh, they're trying to start a war. They're trying to do this. But the exact same thing is happening in everyone. And um, th- that's where, the, that's where I, the word hypocritical come from, because the hypocrites would judge others, but uh, they don't see what's going on inside of themselves. They got these different personality, a nice personality for this group of people, a bad personality for this group of people, a loving and giving personality for this group of people, an angry personality for this group of people. So they are hypocrites within themselves, and that is the nature of the devil. So, and I hear a lot of people say, well, don't judge, you judge, you're being a hypocrite. But the hypocrite, the hypocrisy is inside of each individual because we have so many demons in us, and those demons come in all different forms. They can play nice with a, a group of people they want to be nice to. Uh, when girl, men and women meet one another, they are hypocrites with one another. They put on a show, and that's not the real them. And then when they get together, they show another side of them, or uh, groups, or churches, or whatever. The hypocrite. The, the demons lies in us, and, and we have the hypocrites inside of us. And if you pay attention to yourself, 
you will see how you act with one person as opposed to another person. And it's all based on who that person, especially if that person has like a title, and you want some of that title, you're really put on the act. You're put on like, oh, I really, you're wonderful, I really like you. But when you're really being a hypocrite, you just want something from that person. That's why they were able to turn on Christ in a way, because they were hypocrites. They wanted something from him. And as soon as something happened, they, the disciples scattered, and the hypocrites came out of the woodwork. They weren't really following him in the way they pretended. They were trying to get something from him. But we are everything we see out there, what's happening to other people. We're no different than the government. It's the same spirit. You know, Christ said, the same spirit that raised, the Bible says, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead uh, 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 dwells in us. And that's true. But we got to overcome the false identity. You must. And, and, and you can die slowly but surely from the ego. And I didn't know this, but you could really die. But you got to be like the buffaloes. You got to go into it. You got to go into the storm. Whereas before we've been told to go away from the storm. Don't let someone make a fool of you. Don't let yourself be embarrassed. I can't believe they're doing this or doing that. I can't believe this woman is cheating on me. I can't believe that or that. Let it happen. And if you're feeling something about it, face that. Go into it and face it. Because if you were not a hypocrite, you wouldn't feel anything about what's happening out there. If you're not if you were in the kingdom, you would not feel anything. But people get married, and if their husband or wife cheat on them, they get mad at the husband or wife that cheated. Instead of saying, what was wrong with me? What kind of false security I'm trying to get from this person that now that they have cheated, I feel upset about it? Who are you that you should get upset that your husband or your wife cheated on? You know better. Christ said those who have anger of murderers. And so you being a hypocrite, you were trying to use that personally own good feeling. Now that person tried to find somebody else to make them feel good. Now you feel bad. And instead of looking at that so you can overcome it, you blame the person or you go find somebody else that you can get a fake love or a fake identity from. This stuff run deep. When I say all thoughts are all lies all the time, I didn't even, I was like lower level thinking this. I knew thought was lying, but I didn't know that everything I had become, everything I had taught, I didn't know the depths of how I had been lied to. And I, I have to die spiritually in order to live. Once to die, once to live. So you got to die. All right? Um, yes, I'm sorry. Anything? No, sir. Amazing. That's helpful? Amazing. So... Let go of all intellectual knowledge. Knowledge is good to hear, like you hear this message today, but don't hold on to it. Keep your glass empty because you will find yourself repeating it. And it's Satan to tell you that, you know what, they really think you're smart. They think you're wise. Oh, this is true, right? And you feel good from that. And you'll go through your whole life pretending. But you would not know the kingdom. You would not enter the kingdom. And that's a dangerous thing that can happen. Whether it's uh, secular information or uh, Christian information, whatever kind. It's so easy for people to quote it and deceive themselves thinking that they know it. 
Now, I don't want you to start telling yourself, oh, I'm doing this intellectually either. Just see it for what it is so that it, the light will take it away from you. But you got to be honest within you so the truth can make you free. Another thing I want to encourage you, and some of this stuff is coming from what I'm hearing from people in counseling. I don't know where this idea come from or came from. Stop telling people your personal business. Don't tell anyone your personal business. The disciple never told their personal business. They say, oh, I got a problem, but I ain't tell you what it is. And I know the way out of it is to go to the light and overcome it. Don't tell me. It ain't going to. And forget about it. I was. Should I say this? Blah, 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 blah. I, I was near two people talking. And one person was asking the other person about their personal business. And the person was so weak. Rather than just saying, that's not your business. Why are you asking me my personal business? You need to examine yourself to see why you're asking me about my personal business. They were so weak, they told the person their personal business. Because they were too afraid to say none of your business. You can say none of your business. Why are you asking me that? There ain't nothing they can do about it. They're not asking about it in love or out of love. It's about the heart. Salvation is about the heart. Christ searched the heart. All right? So in, my, in the good old days, people tell you, not your business. And now, generation, you're afraid. Another thing I want to share with you today, we're going to end here. Uh, but don't be afraid to tell someone that's not your business. All right, men and women, don't be afraid. To, ain't nothing they can do about it. You can't do anything about it. So all they're going to do is get your business. When they get mad at you, their ego is going to try to hurt your ego. That's all it is. Nothing they can do about it. You can't do anything about it, so... Why are they even asking? Another thing, men, do not get into crying. <laughs> so many men are getting into, I saw this, uh, I guess it was a commercial or some type of promo. These two black men, one had what appeared to be his little son with him, and the other one seemed to be the expert. I'm not sure who was who, right? But the one that's supposed to be the expert, the big black guy with a beard. He was telling the father and the son, uh, you, something like, I don't remember the exact word, you got to learn to cry. You got to learn to get into your emotions. And um, and nothing wrong with men crying or something like that. I don't have the exact word. And then the little boy, looked like you about five or six years old, responded and said, well, when I cry, I cry sometimes, and I don't even know why I'm crying, but I just cry. And then the father responded by saying, yes, I, have, I used to not cry. I grew up not crying. Uh, but my son have taught me to cry. I've learned to cry because of my son, so now I cry. I'm like, what a poor, pitiful excuse of a daddy. Can you imagine you're a little kid and your daddy talking about he cry like mama? Men, don't be crying. All right. Now, if somebody die, you shed a tear, let it pass. Don't be carrying on about it. Don't hold on to it because it's turned to uh, 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 sadness, turned to grief anyway. Grief turned to all kind of crap. But men, you don't need to be crying. And don't let anyone, I, I know 100% sure that they came from the mothers and the so-called women who were taken over. I remember Oprah used to teach that a lot of her shows, you need to cry, you need to feel something. And now the men are crying. So if the fathers are crying and the mothers are crying, 
what would the kids grow up to be? I remember growing up when they, if they caught us crying, they boy, you better go sit down, cut out that crying. What you crying for? Deal with things. There's no room for tears, all right? So, men, don't be crying. And this year, coming up, we'll be here next Sunday if the Lord is willing and the creek to arrive. I want to encourage you to do the silent prayer. Stay on that straight and narrow. Stay there. It's not easy only because you've identified with the not you as though it is you. You've identified with the voice of the devil and the emotions of the devil, and that stuff has been promoted. So you've been convinced that it's you. But I want to encourage you, stay on that path. Stay on it no matter what happens, no matter who falls away. If you lose your children or whatever, you stay on that path. Uh, do the silent prayer and watch. You're going to be surprised at the wisdom that would come when the wall is being torn down. You will be able to see. So work on yourself. Next week, we have a little plan laid out we're going to share with you as to some of the things you need to start working on, being aware of, but you got to work on you. And do the practical things, go to work, uh, drive your car, buy your food, whatever, but work on the not you. You're not going to see anything good about you at all, and be glad to see that, all right? All the things we talked about today is inside of all of you. It's inside of everyone that's born through the woman because we're born of sin, and sin is evil. It's dark. It's wicked. It's fake, but it's wicked. Even the fakeness is wickedness. Even the phony smile and the phony this is wickedness. The darkness hate the light, but the light will destroy it. All right? So I want to encourage you to any other final word before we go? Why? With this helpful hate? In what way? Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Uh, it's helpful as a reminder that um, like all the biblical knowledge that I have and the learning that I've picked up f over the years coming to Bond is useless if I'm not using it. And it's yeah. not, and it's, I don't really know it even if I can repeat it perfectly. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And I want to say to you that when Satan makes you feel like you're judging yourself, it's not you judging yourself. Forgive yourself. You of yourself, everything that's happened, you had nothing to do with it. God is not judging you. That's the accuser. When Satan accuses you, and because you believe it, you feel it. You feel the pain of accuser, right? And you think, oh, I'm, I'm judging myself. But really, the devil judging you. He is the accuser. So uh, just know that. And when it happens, watch it. And, don't, and let yourself feel the pain of it. And go and relax in that pain, and just let it pass. It'll pass. The thoughts will pass, and it will pass. But that's not you accusing yourself. So don't take the credit for it, because you're worshiping the devil when you do. When you get angry, we have a faint feeling of feeling good. You worshiping the devil when you take credit for it. We are not in control of anything. Nothing. Of ourselves, we can do nothing and know nothing. But the devil wants us to think that we can. And when, when you start working on yourself, you're going to see you can't change yourself. You can't change others. You can't do anything about it. Wish everybody well. Christ said, pray for one another. Wish your brothers and sisters well. They know not what they do. Just as we can't help ourselves. They can't. It's the same spirit. All right? And only a few 
Only a few will get on that straight and narrow path and let life happen. Just let it, whatever happens. Don't have any ideas about it. Let it happen. And if you feel something about it or you want to fight or you want to blame, it's you. It's not them. It's you. It's inside of you. All right? Uh, stay with the prayer, man. Stay on it. All right? Would this help her today? In what way? Watching yourself, when you say um, you should be welcoming when something happens or when someone betrays you, because because every time something happens that makes you like it, it's so that you can be aware, you can see for yourself inside what's going on and why it makes you feel a certain way. Yeah. And so just the awareness is everything. Every week, I always learn something from the time that I first started coming here because I didn't know, like, everybody's going through the same thing. Like you say a lot, everybody is the same issue. And I just like when you say, uh, however you say, like, a hoop and a holler from being Jeffrey Dahmer. <laughs> uh, yeah, one hoop and a holler from, from becoming being, Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, because I, I, I so understand that. So, yeah, and did. Every time that something happens, it's an opportunity for you to see your see for yourself why it's making you yeah. feel that and and get past it and move move through it. And, and that remind me, ladies. So when your husband cheat on you, or husband when your wife cheat on you, and if you get angry about it, be glad to see that your husband or your wife cheated, because you were trying to get the raw security from the husband or the wife. Husbands are supposed to take care of their wives, but the wives are supposed to get their their identity, their security from God alone. And no husband can give you that, and no wife can give it to a husband. All right? I was talking to a couple this week, and one had cheated on the other one, the other one cheated with somebody else. They call it payback or something. I'm like, no, you should be glad to see that because you're trying to get something else that this person don't have to give. Only God can give us the kingdom of heaven. So, ladies, if your husband cheat, don't be going through his phone, checking text, calling up the folks to find out. When that happens and you feel something about it, go inside and look at you to see, why am I feeling this way? Why was I trying to get this from him and he didn't have it to give? It only can come from God. Other, they're supposed to take care of you. Then why stay home and raise the kids, watch over his children? But he cannot give you the kingdom of heaven. And you find the kingdom of heaven if you are married by not hating him. Don't hate his weakness. Then you can find the kingdom of heaven. So, ladies, don't try to get spiritual identity from your husband. That comes from God. Only from God. All right? Amazing. Uh, Any questions? I want to encourage you to stay with the prayer because for the little that you, you're very honest about yourself and what you see, so don't let the devil stop you from praying, all right? And uh, it's amazing the clarity you already have, but stay, and I don't want to show your ego, and I'm not pointing out one better than the other. It's just that to hear you speak, you're on the right track. Just watch, be honest with the truth within yourself, and the truth within you will make you free. I know some people think that you need to go out and be honest with the world. No, you be honest with you within, and the truth will make you free. 
because inwardly is where the kingdom of heaven is and everything we are. It's not out there at all. It's inside of us. And it's inside of us that we should be honest. The world have told us that we need to be honest with others about ourselves. No. We need to be honest with ourselves, within ourselves. And the, and the light will make you free. All right? So, Merry Christmas. My time is up already. Merry Christmas. Next Sunday, if the Lord is willing, we're going to lay out some plans that we're going to work on this coming year. Stuff that I've discovered. And to hear from you about what you've discovered. And we're going to get this thing right. Come hell or high water. Merry Christmas. No live shows this coming week. The office is closed until the 2nd of January. My show, we do a replays. Hank and Nick and all that. Uh, no live shows. All right. So Merry Christmas and have a good week. Be careful with the weather out there and all this mess going on. All right. Thank you all for tuning in. Thank you for your support this year. It's been amazing. Your donations to the church and the radio station, the radio shows. And we have some new shows coming up for you next year, too. Amazing. It's going to be amazing. So uh, thank you for your support this year in so many different ways. I do appreciate it. And Merry Christmas. And Merry Christmas to you all, too. Thank you for your help. Amazing.